Okay, so today we're going to be talking about Mahalia Jackson, the gospel singer. And I'm going to go over the history of her a little bit. I'm not going to go into great detail, but just give you a, an idea of, you know, the background and why she's interesting. So uh, she started off with the encouragement of a minister's son, Thomas A. Dorsey, who was himself a notable musical figure who is now considered the father of gospel music. Mahalia Jackson developed a secure sing singing career without much of any formal musical training. Basically, she was self-taught for the most part. I guess if you look at a lot of musicians um, who claim they were self-taught, there's there's a little bit of debate about what being self-taught truly means, but, you know, you can just say in general, she didn't really um, receive much official training, I suppose. You know, she just had natural skills and abilities, and she tapped into those during her performances. She began singing gospel in the 1930s, along with others like Sally and Roberta Martin and Will, Willie Mae Ford Smith. You know, she, she wasn't entirely alone, but she definitely was one of the main trailblazers. She gained commercial and critical success, you know, throughout that time, and obviously also in the 1950s and 60s. Um, and that was despite facing some of the discrimination of the time, well, a lot of the discrimination of the time. And uh, it it really shaped her career, and she got to know, you know, people like Martin Luther King and John F. Kennedy and, you know, others around the time who she believed were making a difference. And she traveled widely to perform with her long-term accompanist, the Reverend John Dillinger. Well, okay, I'm just kidding about that, of course. John Dillinger was not a reverend, but actually a notorious gangster. I'm just trying to keep you on your toes with that one. Uh, just having a little bit of fun, I suppose. Um, but Mahalia Jackson appeared on the scene before the emergence of bebop and was from a different genre from that. But she is credited with inspiring a wide variety of music including rhythm and blues, soul, and rock and roll singing styles. So I would say her music worked in conjunction also with jazz, so I'm sure she had, you know, um, been lumped in with those types of music as well. Of course, he had, at, at the time, Charlie Parker, Art Tatum, people like Jack McDuff, and then as far as like the the blues people, she was probably, you know, categorized with to some degree. You had Lead Belly and, uh, you know, others like that. And, you know, other jazz music musicians as well. And some of the gospel artists that I mentioned before. And she established, along with all those other people, that black voices were absolutely in demand in music. And that is obviously a trend that has not really ended and will not end so long as there still is, 
you know, music and pop culture and all of that kind of stuff. So her career was perhaps the pinnacle of the golden age of gospel, occurring between 1945 and 1965, wherein gospel music were a force on radio, on records, and in concerts. Of course, Mahalia Jackson received Grammy Awards and a Lifetime Achievement Award, no doubt for helping to develop traditional gospel musical styles. And um, unlike so many other musicians, it seems it seems that Jackson's life was not punctuated by periods of instability or legal problems. I didn't really notice anything about any drug issues or anything like that either. You know, she did deal with, as you might expect, the discriminatory and hateful laws and attitudes of the time, but she definitely had an ability to overcome those differences. You can find out how she had to uh, have some unusual habits with the way she handled her money. She often had to ask for payments um, in direct cash because of the racism of the time. And, you know, it might have helped prevent her from getting ripped off um, by banks or something like that. So uh, she remained a productive performer. Of course, she did die at the relatively young age of 60 in 1972. But um, yeah, that's uh, quite a career. She's considered one of the all-time greatest gospel singers, if not the greatest gospel singer. And uh, definitely not a legacy to be ashamed of. And here's the thing about gospel music. You can listen to it even if you are an atheist or something like that, or of another religion. And I think that was proven by her own career at at the time she played in secular venues. And she did travel to other countries as well. So even though not everyone who enjoyed her music was a Christian, they were still able to enjoy what she had to offer. And, you know... That's pretty important in the world of music, and I think you want that in the world of gospel as well. So even though I'm not really that well-versed in that particular genre, and I won't even pretend to be, this is you know what I've gathered from looking at her life story. Of course, I'm leaving out some key details here and there. Um, it's just a rough sketch, but she is my musical recommendation of the day, I suppose or of the week, the month, or the year. You know, I'm just making this stuff up. So, all right, have a good day.